Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Since the war began in Ukraine, the highest-profile peace mission is happening in Moscow today. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres started his first meeting with Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. In brief opening remarks, Lavrov said he wants to talk about the need for multilateralism, and Guterres said he was interested in brokering a ceasefire. Guterres is also scheduled to meet with President Vladimir Putin today. These meetings come just after Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin travel to Kyiv and later declared that Russia is failing to achieve its goals in its war on Ukraine. We want to see Russia uh, uh, weakened uh, to the degree that it can't uh, do the kinds of things that uh, it has done uh, in, in invading Ukraine. In response, Russia's foreign minister warned the threat of nuclear war should not be underestimated as he accused NATO of waging a proxy war with the Kremlin. We're joined now by Ivo Dalder. He served as the U.S. ambassador to NATO from 2009 to 2013 and is currently president of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. Good morning, Ambassador. Good morning, Leila. So we just heard Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin say the U.S. wants to see Russia weakened. So is this a proxy war, as Russia's foreign minister claims, between NATO and Russia with the goal of undercutting Russia's power? Uh, well, if it is a proxy war, it's a war. It is such because Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, if Russia had not invaded Ukraine, we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. Uh, what I think uh, Secretary Austin has uh, underscored in the meeting he has today with all uh, NATO countries and others to t is about helping Ukraine to win this war, fundamentally helping a country that was attacked to defend itself. Mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. Now, Austin says the U.S. wants to see a weaker Russia after this invasion um, started and with this war ongoing. Biden did make that comment that Putin shouldn't stay in power. He later said it was an expression of outrage rather than a call for regime change. So the Biden administration is not calling for regime change in Russia. In your view, what is the U.S. goal here? Well, I think uh, the U.S. goal is, is uh, something that Jake Sullivan said, uh, the National Security Advisor, just a few uh, days ago on, on the Sunday shows. He said the goal in the end is a free and independent Ukraine, a weakened and isolated Russia, and a stronger and united NATO uh, and Western, uh, Western alliance. Uh, and I think on the weakened part, uh, of course, that is what uh, Secretary Austin uh, emphasized. It's something that has been around in, in U.S. statements for quite a while. When the United States imposed the export control sanctions uh, way back when the war started, uh, President Biden said that our goal is to weaken Russia's ability to wage war. Mm. Uh, and over time, what we want is a situation where Ukraine is free and independent and where Russia is no longer able to do the kinds of things it is, has been able to do uh, by invading Ukraine. So there is a longer-term strategy to make clear that Russia cannot get away with what it's trying to do now and shouldn't succeed in trying to do so in the future. It's why we're bolstering NATO. It's why we're helping Ukraine uh, with more and capable weapons. And it's why we have real sanctions that are biting and continue to bite on the Russian economy in order to make sure that what Russia did on February 24, invading a neighboring country without being provoked, doesn't happen again. So in part, it is about curbing Russia's power and its ability to do these things. In part, it is uh, curbing Russia's power until Russia starts to behave like 
uh, a country that belongs in the family of nations, that doesn't use force to change borders, which it has tried to do repeatedly uh, in Georgia in 2008, of course in Ukraine since, 19, uh, since 2014 and now uh, full force uh, with the invasion on, fe on February 24th. It's on Russia to demonstrate it is willing to behave in a way that one expects from great powers and from, uh, from all nations to respect the sovereignty and independence of its neighbors, not to use force to change borders, and to accept that uh, the best way it enhances its own security is to have good and, and friendly and positive relationships with other countries around the world. Now, Lavrov, Lavrov made clear that the Kremlin sees this as a power struggle between Russia and NATO, a proxy war. And as I mentioned, he hinted at nuclear war. How serious should the world take this now repeated threat from the Kremlin? Well, we always have to be, uh, as soon as a nuclear power is threatening nuclear war, we have to take that very, very seriously. I think the administration is. Uh, it is something that is more likely today, unfortunately, than it was before Russia invaded. Uh, at the same time, we cannot and should not allow uh, threats and bluster of the kinds that uh, not only Foreign Minister Lavrov, but of, frankly, Vladimir Putin and others in the Russian uh, government have uh, have expressed. We should not allow those threats to determine our behavior. Uh, we stand on the right side here. Ukraine was invaded. There was nothing that Ukraine, uh, there was no threat that Ukraine posed to its neighbors. And we want Ukraine to be a free and independent country. And therefore, we're going to help it to defend itself. We've not crossed the line of bringing our own forces directly into the conflict, although under mm -hmm. the UN Charter, we would be perfectly uh, uh, on, in, in the right to do that. It would be legal uh, from that perspective. But we've decided that how we're going to help Ukraine is by sending it weapons, not by directly helping it. The problem remains, of course, that Russia is the country that invaded Ukraine, and here we are doing what we can to help them defend themselves. In the few seconds we la have left, what do you expect from the meetings today between the UN and Kremlin? Uh, no, nothing really. I don't see Vladimir Putin wanting to have a serious uh, political solution to this problem. He wants to get as much uh, control of the territory and uh, control the country as, as best he can. That's what it's all about for him. Evo Dalder is currently president of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. Thank you for being on the program. My pleasure. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL. Because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.